Aloha, and welcome to another Candid Conversation. I'm pleased to have with me today Dale Hanna, the founder and president of Foresight Intelligence, who has been a, a partner and friend for a long time and a pretty knowledgeable revolutionary reformer in the industry. Good afternoon, Mr. Hanna. Good to see you. Thank you so much, Ron. Thank you for your invite. I wanted to use this discussion, this conversation, for you to introduce, if you will, your new product. Um, and, and maybe you can talk a little bit of the evolution of the company and how it came to where you are now and how you see the future a little bit. But I'd really like to concentrate on the fleet in, intelligence tool you're creating, which it sounds exciting as hell. So the ball is yours. Oh, thank you so much. I'll give it a try. So the latest release uh, we have is world's first AI-powered, voice-enabled equipment management platform. So you can, within our full-featured equipment management platform, now you can just talk to it. So rather than trying to type and scroll, you can push a button and say, where is machine one, two, three? Does it need uh, PM? Do an inspection? Has it been used? So on and so forth. So a lot of functions that used to require input by hand or typing, you could just do with voice. And the reason this came about um was when that was a Kung Expo. Um, it was a Saturday. It was quieter. And I was thinking we had a lot of uh, customers and prospects came. And every feature they have asked for, we had already. Um, the, the, I was thinking, what, what can we do even more to help our customers? And one of the things that has been, uh, you're in the industry of... Uh, uh, training, teaching, and has been the training part. Um, as as you know, in our industry, our customers are really, really busy when they get sort of a project to fix a highway, a bridge. They got to move 600 pieces of equipment there, and they don't have time to learn a software. And that has always been um, sort of something we wanted to solve. Uh, the software actually, at this point, pretty much does everything they mentioned and wanted, but the learning is the harder part. So from there, I thought, well, we can just do it by voice. There's no training required. You open up the app, push a button, you can talk to it. Then we, uh, we made it multi-language, and that is to aim at the, the job shortage our, our customers are experiencing massive job shortage right so if we can make everybody work faster uh, we can make people whose first native language is not english work just as fast with no effort on their part we do all the heavy lifting we figured that'd be something really cool so we uh we we, we um, invested heavily into into AI to make that happen. So we're really happy we pushed it out. 
So you, you mentioned the full package. What is the full package that Foresight Intelligence provides? Yeah, so that covers essentially every area of uh, equipment management. So from tracking, having all your equipment in one place, whether they have OEM, uh, telematic devices, third party, ours, however, you can have everything in one place. You can do inspections. You can get fluid analysis. You can manage PM. Um, you can you can issue work orders, and you can manage utilization from a single machine perspective or from a job site perspective. And you can have all those things sent to the users that they need to make decisions based on it, and they don't even actually need to log in. And it's all dependent on sensors on the equipment and telematics. It's uh, that's a huge part of it, Ron. That is very correct. The inspections are also very important uh, in our world because some of the stuff uh, inspection will find it ahead of the sensors. If if a hose is going to go bad, the sensors won't pick it up till it it has gone bad. But the inspection will say, well, we need to replace that, change that. So, so, first, so let, yeah. let, let's go down through all of those things uh, for the audience that might not be familiar with what you do. When you talk tracking, <clears throat> you know where every machine for your customer is geographically. Right. Yes. And that's a, a satellite type of feed. Or how how do you how do you drive that? Yeah, so there are satellite. Yes, uh, the majority of it comes from cell cell information, cell towers. Okay. And so they they get the location. You are very correct. The location in general comes from satellite. Then the information is sent via cell signal to our server. And and that. If I am understanding this right, that comes across in the same technology as a text message does, not a telephone call. Is that correct? Correct. Very much so. Meaning that we do not have the dead spots that you do with cell phones with texting. Um, some dead spots still exist. Yes. So some of our customers are working on solar farms, uh, working on building roads where there is none. <laughs> and so in those scenarios, yeah, they still exist. Okay. And and the only reason but I mean you can I choose the uh you can actually choose the satellite option. Now you have no dead spot. Okay. And then the other thing that I was trying to allude to is that text messaging also works underground with mines, not to the full extent. But at 50, 100 feet, they can get text messages underground, to my knowledge. Uh, sometimes it would help with Wi-Fi, with the help of Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, they probably put a yeah. booster in the shaft. Yeah, okay. So you yeah, can track yeah. every brand irrespective mm -hmm. of the system. So if, if uh, brand A has this telematics logic and brand B has a different one, it doesn't matter to you at all. Yes, that's uh, actually our sweet spot. We started as a business intelligence company 14 years ago, 
and we stayed in the equipment industry. Um, so our focus has always been uh, data. How do you keep the data clean? How do you monitor it? How do you use the data to be helpful? How do you consume very different data in different structures and make it very useful to people? And that is becoming more and more important uh, nowadays because more and more manufacturers have equipment already pre-installed with telematics. That's one aspect, right? So you don't need always do third party. The other thing is that um, the number of data points per machine has increased exponentially uh, compared to 10 years ago. When back then it was a location hours, uh, fuel consumption, that was it. So now you can get a hundred data points easily. Yeah, and it, it's uh, it's rather remarkable. So tracking is one piece. Inspection. Mm -hmm. You provide an inspection tool that is on a tablet, a cell phone, a laptop, or how does that work? Yeah, tablet or cell phone. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. and is it user designed as to what's going to be inspected, or do you put you create the template, or how does that get established yeah you can make template uh on however you want to have as many templates as you want um then they can be assigned to a certain group of machines certain type of machines so you can have different inspections for crane for excavator and what is really cool uh, for us our team has done an amazing job we pushed out conditioning conditional inspection so you can be super efficient. If it's a yes, skip. If it's a no, take pictures or ask more questions. Um, so that that's something has been in the works for a long time. So now it's available. So let me let me try and see if I'm understanding that through the tracking and telematics, you will send an oral message to somebody who's logged in and asked a question that will say there's an inspection needed on this for this reason? If you ask in our app, does this machine or does machine one, two, three needs inspection? It will tell you, yes, it does. And it'll take you there. <laughs> you want to start now? Okay, so let's let's back up a little bit. Does that when I come to work this morning, can mm -hmm. I do a search of my fleet and say, is there anything that's necessary? Are there any inspections that need to be performed today? Yes, you can do that. You can also say, are there any inspections that need to be performed within five miles of me? Or next week. Next week. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's all user dependent that they can set the parameters? Yes, they can. And do they do that orally? They can do that orally. And we are adding more and more functionality to that that can be done so orally. So all those functionality exists in, has been existing in the program. So our voice enable part is very similar to chat GPT. Every week, more gets added. More gets added. Gotcha. Yeah. So it becomes more and more precise. Um, able, capable. Yeah. Okay. 
So then how does fluid analysis, oil sampling and fluid analysis fit in? Yeah, so that's the, if you come from the cat world, there's a condition monitoring. That's, I think that's a, it's a phrase coined by Caterpillar. And so you have the fluid analysis, inspection, PM, and uh, fault codes. Right. So fluid analysis, we're connected to several labs. And so the information can come over electronically directly into the system. Then we organize with the machine. And so when people look at a machine, they can look at holistically. Is there any PM? Is there any fault codes? Um, inspection found problems and uh, fluid analysis. Okay. So then that also leads to you having the preventative maintenance programs for various brands, or does the dealer give you that data? How do you manage the PM programs? Yeah, so we can, there's a standard set in our system, uh, in our industry, might be 250 hours, 500 hours, 1,000, so on and so forth. So if a customer wants to load very detailed, specific one, uh, they absolutely can. And there's no limitations on how many PM programs you load. So for a service vehicle or a pickup truck, for example, you can have one for the tires, one for the oil change, and one for the license, one for whatever. And so it's it's pretty uh, common in our system. You would have multiple ones for each piece of equipment. To my knowledge, nobody else has that tool that crosses all brands. Is my understanding correct? You're still the only one that has this? Um, as far as we know, we will be the broadest. So we connect to over 60 plus manufacturers right now. So if you have equipment that are newer and that those would have telematics. So you want to pull into our system. It's literally a matter of hours. If you have all the logins, we put it in every single VM. So if if I'm looking at, let's say, a rental industry, mm -hmm. uh, so I have a business that has five, 700 machines that are being rented. This tool is terrific mm -hmm. to, for me to manage my asset that the customer is using. Is that, am I seeing that properly? You're saying it perfectly. So not only that, we we provide the platform if you need and white label for, for you as a rental company, your customer can log in and see the machines they're renting. Okay. Okay. Now, the next point that you mentioned is that the system will, all, will also open a work order. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that, that means you're able to connect to a whole bunch of different business systems. You're doing that through an API, yes, I suspect? We, yes, you are exactly right. Yes, we connect through API, open in the business systems. Or some people uh, just use our system. They just log into business system at the end. That's an option as well. That's what I was thinking. So, and And not just staying at labor for the moment. The first time I would need to touch my corporate business system is when mm -hmm. your tool says we're going to open the work order. Mm -hmm. And can you open a work order that's 
segmented as a result of the inspection? Absolutely. Okay. And you can assign different segments to different technicians. Correct. Now, are you putting job codes on those segments? You can, yeah. And you so can. you're you're going to let every user set up their own job codes, or you're going to have one generic set that you're going to use? And have you gone down I, that path? I am not 100% sure. So uh, if we have a default set, or let people do their own. So our system is designed in such a way for most things like that. If you put it into Excel form, there's an import function. It just imports it right in. Uh, okay, so I'm pretty sure yeah. right now we're not providing the default. Right. And and there is a generic Caterpillar, as an example, calls an engine 1000. John Deere calls it 0400. Mm -hmm. Komatsu has an X in front of it. Everybody has their own convention. Um, and that's why, you Correct. know, I've... I created a, a a default for that years and years ago because you don't I didn't find any dealer number one that was one brand and I didn't find any customers that were one well a few customers that are one brand. Okay, so yes. Then you got all the reporting on the back end on machine utilization. How many hours yes. work? How many RPMs, etc. That you know existed in the engine? Blah blah blah. This is kind of cool, Dale. This is kind of yes, cool. Yes, we are also dealing with uh, uh, some of the environmental data as well, right? Emission data and all that. But yeah. We continue to evolve. It's very interesting. Sure. Well, once you, yeah, it, it's, it's like the old days. You know, we got systems were developed by, you know, somebody created a, a, a computer system. And they, it was at a dealership, and somebody acquired that computer system, just like we have today. And then yes, that yes, computer yes. system had a bunch of dealers that would meet, and the dealers would tell the computer people what they needed to have, and that's how the product got developed. That, yes, stopped, yes. About, that stopped about 20 years ago. We don't have that development anymore. We've got reports coming out the wazoo. We yes, don't yes. have an operating tool at any of the major dealer management systems, dealer business system companies saying, "What? I've, here I've got a thousand reports. These three hundred have never been used in the last month, or these five have been used a thousand times a day for you know the last twenty years." Um, we haven't. Ha other than we don't even have that efficiency in those systems in Infor or SAP or Oracle or JD Edwards or Microsoft Dynamics, blah blah. None of them have that. So this tool would be used anytime and every time somebody from a dealership touches a machine or the machine sends a message saying, I need help. Yes. Or coming from the lab uh, based on fluid analysis and need something. Uh, so it's basically driven by four factors. Either somebody go and does an inspection, find something wrong, or PM, which is our based in general, or fault codes. The machine is saying, I need help, just like you said, or from the lab. So let's stop on labor for a second and shift over to parts.
So mm-hmm. the same same trigger can come orally. I need to do maintenance next week on this machine. It's a 500-hour service. Give me a list of parts I need. Is that part and parcel of the package as well? You're one step ahead of us. That, that's, that functionality exists in the uh, program already. I'm not sure we're turned on the voice part yet. <laughs> this is, email me the list of parts, right? So you, so you can just open up somewhere else or email somebody else the list of parts. Yeah, you can yeah, do actually, that. Actually, the, yeah, the list, yeah, the list of parts shouldn't go back orally because then somebody would have to transcribe it. You'd have to be able to send it straight into the system somewhere. Right. You can copy that into work orders, and somebody else can just fill the fulfill the parts. Okay, so I have 10 machines. I, I, I want your full system. I want to be able to do all of this stuff orally. How do you sell it? Mm-hmm. Is it a, a month well, by month? So, Is it an annual contract? How do you do it? Yeah, so we right now are not even charging for the AI functionality because uh, we're so excited. And the world as a whole don't haven't figured out how to charge for AI. Uh, so we decided to just let everybody um, who, who are our customers just have it for now. And we, we, we continue to take feedback. Okay. So if I, I buy your system for 10 machines, mm-hmm. whether it's AI or non-AI, you, right. you charge by machine, by machine hours, by time period. How do, how do you charge for it? Yeah, by by machine number of machines and per month, and there's okay. different levels depending on what you need. If I wanted to say I have one machine, and that's probably your most expensive, and I wanted to use all of what we talked about: tracking, inspections, triggers, fluid analysis, opening, every all of that. <laughs> How uh-huh. much would that cost me for one machine for a month? Ballpark. $8 a machine. Eight, eight bucks the month. If I had yeah. 10 machines. It'd probably still be $8. 100 machines. Yeah, so <laughs> still be $8. Okay. Okay, so there's so no... I think we have. Okay, so... so I, I need to talk to you about raising prices. You're, you're, you're much too inexpensive. Um, <laughs> that's great nobody told me that um yeah i know we, we want to make it the reason it's it's eight dollars all the way through for quite a bit is we don't have customers that have one machine so. oh i know <laughs> yeah yeah would it would it be beneficial to charge by the machine hours uh possible possible that's uh that's a new idea we haven't thought about it these, these, I, I really believe our world is moving to what I'm calling subscription services. Mm-hmm. So I'll deliver parts within a 50 mile, 100 mile, 250 mile radius, 20 bucks, 40 bucks, 60 bucks or something. I'll right. give you a five-year warranty on repairs that are greater than 5,000 bucks for 40 bucks. I'll guarantee 24-hour response. Of, of a field right. service technician, I'll guarantee 48 hours, parts availability, blah, blah. And all of these things will have a charge to the okay. point that I believe the dealer, the distribution channel 
will take responsibility of the equipment away from the machine owner and let the machine owner concentrate on the work they're doing, laying down road or digging a trench or whatever it is. Absolutely. And yeah. so you're you're ahead of everybody on this one as well. Yeah, um, but we're not as far, as far as you're thinking by the hour, right? So we have, I was thinking there was a product we had where we're going to charge it based on the hours. Um, I think the industry will eventually get there. Uh, I think it was a Toyota slogan, powered by the hour. Yeah. So yeah. They eventually get there. Well, the other the other part of that is, you know, in, in, in a mine site, which is becoming pretty autonomous, or a large farm, which is also becoming autonomous um, and not daylight dependent mm-hmm. and not weather dependent in certain applications, um, charging eight bucks for a machine that puts 500 hours, 1,000 hours, 2,000 hours, 8,000 hours on in a year. Mm-hmm. disadvantages you yes absolutely could i think that also it's a revolution right so when your machine become all autonomous there's a different sets of requirements so what do you need to what you need to monitor is going to change um, a lot of things are probably going to change and so yes this uh the, the other change we talked about is the number of data points available is increasing really fast so there's a lot more things we didn't know until there's a big red alert <laughs> now we would know way ahead of time this is about to happen so yes the system will become more and more sophisticated based on 100 data points rather than four Right, so the, the it's able to do a lot more, uh, be more proactive. Yes, it's really it's really starting to get to the place that uh, data is going to drive everything that we do. So the quality of that data I becomes so. absolutely critical. Um, that example, is so correct, Ron. Yeah, I I went to a doctor a couple of days ago or I have an MRI, or I have a bone scan, or I have blood work. Um, MD Anderson is taking every medical record of every patient in America from the year 2000 to 2020, digitizing it, such that you go in, you're 77 years old, you are, your BMI is 20, you're blah, 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 and you're almost going to have artificial intelligence do a diagnostic for us which is exactly what you're talking about with the machine, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, I think in the medical, on the medical side, it's probably more advanced. It's getting closer and closer. It is, it is getting closer and, and they're finding un, unbelievable things. That's the same. That's why I, I bring it, use that as an illustration. What bothered me, and I think you and I have talked about this in the, in the 1800s when the steam engine was replaced by the electric engine, it took a generation of leadership to be able to take advantage of the electric engine opportunities. I think we started the data dictionary database management 50, 60 years ago, and we're only now getting to the point that we're starting to be able to realize, which is more than one generation. We're talking two or three. 
Ed Gordon, who writes with us, he's in Chicago, used to teach at Northwestern. He's got a doctorate in economics and a doctorate of history, which is kind of a weird combination. But he's made the bold statement that by the year 2030, 50% of the American workforce will not have the skills necessary to hold a job. And that's 80 million people. Mm -hmm. So this tool, you started out with training, and that's a beautiful way of, of doing it. People in their jobs today don't have time, have not given themselves permission to have time for employee development. Companies are hiring people to fill specific skill needs and are having a hell of a time finding them. Extremely hard time, yes. But very few of them are hiring people and training them to be able to do the job, which leads to higher mm -hmm. employee retention, not just better employees. Um, yes. Your product can kind of short-circuit that in the short term, can't it? Because it's oral, they don't need anything. Just ask the, what do you want to know? Ask this thing, whatever the hell it is you want to know, and that's all you need to do. And it'll give you back an answer. Yes. So I think British. it helps with parts of it, right? So it'll eventually evolve to more complex tasks, which we have as well. So now, now you say, what, which machine needs PM, like you mentioned? Give me the parts. Or if I get a code, uh, the, the fall code, they can ask pretty soon. What should I do about it? <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. And and then when you get into machine utilization statistics on the back end, mm -hmm. now the customer, the machine owner, or the person who's using the machine, because the rental companies are in the middle sometimes, the man or woman who's using the machine their performance can be evaluated on that particular machine against other people operating on the same machine in similar jobs. Yes, uh, you you can. You can. Well, the future, of course, is autonomous. <laughs> you don't have that problem anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I I find this amazing. As usual, you're you're out ahead of the pack again, and and um, I'm I'm excited for you and and uh we'll we'll get this podcast up early anything that we can do to help promote your product other than what we're doing uh i think i think letting people know is great so we believe that ai is going to be a main driver for productivity gain the next three to five years same as a personal computer cell phone internet uh so it's a huge driver it's going to make a big big difference so um that's that's what we're investing heavily for our customers i think it'll make a difference for them okay so what languages do you have currently or what languages can you have yeah so right now we have english and spanish uh, but any language can be added we, we 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 will be adding languages where we have customers so french and uh Portuguese and all those will come. So I was just thinking about Europe. So if, yeah. if I've got clients that are French in Europe and French in Quebec or Canada, we'll use the same French language or you're going to have two Frenches, one for oh, Canada, no. one for France. 
as many as you want. See, once we do two, we can do any, basically. It's just a matter of uh, settings at this point. Are you using artificial intelligence through the translation? Uh, yeah, not artificial intelligence, but yes. Yeah, okay. We we did a similar thing, and it's getting better and better and better, the, the translations. Yes, yes. Okay, especially well, context-driven, right? So it is a defined context for what you do and what we do. We're not talking about the world. We're talking about a very specific set of things that do very well. What what have we missed in talking about fleet management? What have we missed? Have we covered everything? I think we've done very very well as usual, Ron. You you do you do such a great job. Uh, one thing that um, I think it's been on top of my mind is is what you said about data. Uh, a lot of people get excited about AI um, as they should be. We are too. But AI can only be built on clean data. So garbage in, garbage out. Now garbage in, garbage out in faster speed. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So uh, if anybody want to start, you can use some of the AI features already. But always be aware to 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 make sure your data is clean. And if that's not done right, the AI will give you interesting answers. Yeah, very much so. That's a big argument everybody's <laughs> going through right now with ChatGPT using a, a a time frame of data and, and social media. You know, it's there forever, and yes, a lot yes. of it's misleading. So it's it's very if it's if it's dealer data on sales on on parts history or uh, bill paying patterns, that's easy. But where you're going through the world now is on the inspections and the fault codes and the telematics and the fluid analysis. It's saying, oh, watch out for this. Watch out for that. That's much more precise than this big fire hose that's coming at us about, you know, where's the best place to go to eat? You know, it, it's, Correct. it's very much it's, so. Yes. It's a it's very different world. Contextual. Yeah. Yeah. Limited. Yeah. Yes. And it can be anywhere in the world. Anywhere you've got yes, satellite yes. or internet connectivity. As long as you're connected to internet, you can do this. Yeah. Okay, dokie. Month by month? Actually, you can do contract or how do you do it? In general, our people like month to month, month by month. They are some customers prefer to pay annually, and those are our sales side will handle all that. And then. Okay. Yeah. As usual, my friend, you've done a great job. I think this product is going to take off like a rocket. It's 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 wonderful. So um, thank you so much, Dale. I think this has been a really informative conversation. And to the audience out there, I hope you pay attention to this. Dale, as usual, is leading the parade. And um, listen to this a couple of times and have a look at the blogs and check his company out. Um, this is something that I think is really beneficial to everybody. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Dale, for participating. And we'll see you soon at the next Candid Conversation. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your support. Should you have any thoughts or comments, please don't hesitate to contact us at www.learningwithoutscars.com. The time is now. Mahalo.